0: This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. However it applies, uh, we're officially, for a month, we've been in offseason season mode. But now, like the rest of the NFL, totally into off-season mode. Uh, again, congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs ridiculously strong comeback last night uh, to take Super Bowl 54 over the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we got some stuff to get to today. This will be an abbreviated version of Mock Draft Monday. We'll start to get into that stuff more here. Normally we would record this on a Sunday, but, you know, we're not going to talk ball with you for an entire calendar year and not cover, you know, Post game show and wrap up on the Super Bowl. Uh, your host, Jeff Lloyd, from si.com's Browns Maven, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories, all things Cleveland Brown wise, for your daily delivery of all things dog pound. Uh, now, Pete, obviously, you know, we're starting to get somewhere here. Uh, you know, Drew P- Petzinger, uh, obviously becomes official former intern with the Browns, uh, I believe it was back in 13, then moved on, spent six years. In Minnesota, and kind of as Kevin Stefanski sort of to rise up uh, within the eyes, uh, you know, the brass of the Minnesota Vikings organization, so did Petzinger. But, Pete, as we were talking about recently, you know, obviously, you know, there's guys here with experience as far as multiple roles, you know, some guys with some coordinator stints. Uh, It's nice where everybody's got a little experience everywhere um, because, you know, the one thing, and obviously, I'm sure you know as a coach, you know, it's nice when maybe, you know, within your own positional group, if you're having an issue with something, you can reach out to somebody else who's had experience in the same thing and say, hey, are you seeing this? And, you know, why isn't this kid essentially not getting it with what I'm saying? But it's always nice to basically have everybody on the same page where, you know, there's a mutual understanding and a respect for what each other does because maybe you have been that guy coaching that positional unit in the past or, you know, you've been a former offensive coordinator or even hell, Bill Callahan who's been a former head coach. It's nice to have guys where you can, Sit down and talk with, and everybody kind of understands because they've worn multiple hats in their time.
1: Uh, yeah, that's certainly beneficial. I don't know how much of that was just Stefanski trying to talk up his guy because he's never been a tight end coach, and how much is just he likes the guy. But uh, this is his first, at least, official tight ends coaching. Gay use to receivers coach for Minnesota last year, uh, but he has been uh, a little bit of everywhere. It also suggests that the coaching offense is gonna, you know, have sort of a open forum in terms of input. Uh so as much as he is the Titan's coach, it sounds like they want, you know, input from a lot of guys and uh considering the fact he has coached both sides of the ball and done other positions, it seems like um they want sort of that input from all those sources. Because they have a lot of guys who have done other things, um coordinators included. I think that's also partly
0: included in that. Uh, yeah, and, and that's where you go. And look, you know, he's, uh, he's spent some time with the running backs and obviously ended up with the wide receivers, you know, graduated that position, and that's where he's coming over from. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure this isn't the name or, you know, first name or two that's going to come this way from Minnesota, and obviously we'll you know wait to see, you know, what Joe Woods' plan is. And obviously, you know, Mike McDaniel from San Francisco, still a very attractive name. Um, guys, even if Mike McDaniel is available, I'm sure the Browns aren't the only game in town. It does help. He has a relationship with Kevin Stefanski, but who knows? I mean, you could be getting you know closer to the end as far as the offensive side and what's going to be put in there. Um, the name's starting to trickle in on the defensive side. That's the ones we're going to be looking for here. Uh, we'll do a mock draft here towards the end. We got a bunch of listener questions here. Um, do you see both tackle spots being addressed via the draft? One side more than the other, more likely f- fixed in free agency the issue is is you know and we go through the slot pete it's you know you're not getting it's very rare you get a, a solid brand name. we've talked about you know where the cap is and you know maybe you have room for you know one plus guy or two middle of the range guys on short term deals uh and everybody keeps wanting to talk about Brian Balaga well, not really an issue there, but you know this, you know, Green Bay, you know, satellite company in Cleveland doesn't exist anymore. Um, there's, you know, when sometimes when you're courting free agents and, you know, guys closer to the end, one of the reasons they would choose you is, you know, well, I know A, B, and C in the building, or I know A and B, and I trust him to be a straight shooter. Um, Brian Balaga doesn't have anything in that, in this building anymore. There's no Green Bay ties anymore. Those have all been severed. So some of these names that were rumored or thought were, you know, maybe trendy names, you know, six weeks ago, they're not now.
1: Well, I think um, we'll see. But I think the veteran aspect of the the offensive tackle position may already be on the team in the form of Kendall Lamb, um, as much as some people probably don't like that. Uh, that does seem – the most reasonable way to go at this because I just don't think they're going to find themselves in a situation where they get um, cost-effective uh, players. Uh, they, they, it's an expensive position to play. I mean, they had to pay, you know, between 7 and $9 million for Greg Robinson last year, and most people were decidedly unhappy with what Greg Robinson did. Um, the, it's expensive. Um, so, the lager would cost a fortune. Um, you know, the, the kid from uh, Indianapolis would cost a fortune and is considering retirement. Um, there's no cheap tackle that's going to do what people want him to do. So um, the, the most likely option is in the draft and using Kendall Lamb as a stop gap if they need to. But that's part of the reason I think Bill Callahan was hired. In addition to the fact, he's, you know, he's obviously as good as you can hope for, but I don't think they took him because they were hoping that, you know, to give him a bunch of veterans. I think they wanted to build him a real offensive line uh, to sort of coach up and work with. And I think a lot of that's going to come in the form of younger players and particularly, uh, you know, the 10th the pick likely fits into that uh, mix, but also um, there may be whether it's a first and second round pick or first and third or first and later. But I think, unless they view Drew Forbes as a tackle and, and I don't know um, where they'll come out on that. I have a, my guess would be guard, but ever, nevertheless, they, they need at least two tackles from this draft. Um, and and it's, the, it's the class to do it in. So I don't know why that would there be any argument.
0: Yeah. And look, and you, you talk about the fact that you hold these two third round picks um, you can go one at 10 and look, if you want to go somewhere else at 41, uh, I believe you can. And, you know, in 74 would probably be your other sweet spot and go ahead and get another one there. Um It's a lining up. And look, the other thing is, is, you know, we've talked about this before. It'll be the perfect maturation for, you know, the moving on from Joel Batonio and J.C. Treader and then these two young tackles becoming the linchpins of this offensive line. Obviously, if all works out well as they start to grow into longer term deals, more money. Um, from John R. I think a sneaky need is right guard. Teller was adequate, but they cannot give up pressure up the middle with Baker. This is one that guys, Wyatt Teller got it done as a pass blocker, his run blocking and talking with Wyatt Teller and his camp. They understand. Um, and maybe with some concerns about whether or not how we would match up with Bill Callahan. Um, I've heard from good authority that Callahan was a huge Wyatt Teller fan coming out of Virginia Tech. So where this goes, look, obviously anything can happen. But um, usually when the offensive line coach is a fan of a guy who's going to be going into his third NFL season, that probably means Wyatt Teller's really got a good chance to stick here for now, which is good. He's a cheap contract for now. He's a big old tough son of a gun. It takes a while to get around him. Um, we'll figure out how to run the ball. And for everybody with their their run issues and stuff like that um, – Nick Chubb didn't have any issues last year. Um, they were able to get it done. Uh, so I think more importantly here, and I'm, I probably think Pete agrees here, the most important thing is creating a better pocket for Baker and obviously getting his footwork and, you know, his QB mechanics as far as the drop and things like that. That is the ultimate fix to this offense. Right.
1: I think White Teller's the front runner going to that position, and if there's competition, that's likely where it's going to be Drew Forbes. and um, it, it, I think if they can get him to block better, um, then you're going to be in great shape on the run. Uh, if you if, if he can't, and Drew Forbes becomes you know lives up to the immense talent he has, then they're in good shape. I don't think they're going to sign somebody else. They still have push. They've got a lot of options to go with at, at that spot. So I, I'm not worried about the interior really at all. Uh, I'm only really concerned about the tackles and unless they move somebody out, then you know I'm not too
0: concerned about it, yeah, and Forbes, if anything, I mean turn looks like a guy who could be your perfect you know absolute you know combo guy he is you know can maybe do a little bit of everything, and there were times last year obviously where people within the organization were kept bringing up. And seem to want to remind us that, you know, oh, hey, he can snap too if you need him to be. Uh We'll get to more here. Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EK1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality uh, at home cycling experience at a less than half the price of Peloton, and maybe without the commercials that go along with it. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone. Busy moms and dads, first responders and elite athletes, whatever your activity level. And with daily live and on-demand studio classes, right in your home, I'm sorry, live classes, obviously, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. You'll love Echelon, but if you are not 100% satisfied, they will give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com L-O-N-F-L, all caps, to learn more about their limited time free Apple iPad and complete details of their exclusive offer. Echelon, it is your time. That's E C H E L O N fit dot com slash all caps. L-O-N-F-L, Echelonfit.com, slash L-O-N-F L. Appreciate the fine folks over at Echelon for the sponsorship of Locked On Browns. We keep moving right on. Obviously, you know, tons of questions here, and I appreciate you guys greatly here. Um, and there's a lot of this. And Pete, this is when it's getting to me. Um, we keep screaming, tackle a 10, tackle a 10, tackle a 10, tackle a 10. And, you know, Isaiah Simmons is going to walk in the combine. He is going to test better than either Devin White or Devin Bush did last year. Devin White went five overall to Tampa. Devin Bush went 10 overall to Michigan. If everybody thinks he's going to be the next coming of on the field, Ray Lewis, what in the world makes you think he's going to be available at 10?
1: Uh, I mean, Patrick Willis went 10 or 11th. Luke Keepley went 9th. Um The nature of that position just tends to have guys go later than maybe they probably should. Um, but I don't care. That's not what I'm interested in. I want somebody who's going to help this. Uh, blocking scheme worked better, both running the ball and protecting the quarterback and giving them a dominant edge. Uh, And you look no further than uh, the Super Bowl than, you know, seeing what a a difference it made. I mean, they had obviously Mitchell Schwartz shut down one side of the field. And and though uh, Bosa had a big impact on the game, um, it wasn't, you know, to the point where it caused them to lose because they, they were able to get enough to protect them. So, I'm not interested in you know good enough. I'm interested in getting guys who can be great um they need to get at least one of those um that you know for the most part they've been they were working with zero, so that's simply not enough. They have to get better there if they want to be competitive um there you can find linebackers uh as much as people don't want to hear that. Um, it's a position you can you can attack and get done um so that is entirely where I'm at on that so uh you can find linebackers later uh Schobert's a great example uh and and again, if don't tell me you're gonna draft him and let Schobert walk when his contracts essentially to be the same as showbert's and cost the draft pick, so you're gonna have to make a decision there on what you're trying to do at that position.
0: I think part of it is, you know, I mean, and some of it's equated to, you know, it, older type of football. Um, but, you know, guys, look at the blueprint that Paul DePodesta brought with him to Cleveland. And it was what was the upper echelon. It's quarterback. It's protecting the quarterback. It's rushing the passer. And it's guys who can cover receivers. Um Linebacker wasn't mentioned there. Whatever that means for Joe Schobert, we're going to find out soon enough. Um, and for everybody who thought Mac Wilson was going to be the next coming of God, what in the world do you, have to, you need to draft Isaiah Simmons for? That's the, the part I'm not getting yeah. here, guys. Right, Pete? Am I wrong?
1: No, it's 100% right. And unfortunately, if, if, you, if you're saying you want to, uh, Isaiah Simmons, you're admitting that Mac Wilson can't play dead, which you're not far off on. So, Again, it's a position you can make work. You have to pick your battles. Um, to me, I'd rather be strong on the lines and in the defensive backfield and with the quarterback position and get tight ends. Some people love linebackers.
0: The Chiefs just won the Super Bowl and they don't have any. I mean, at all, but they were awful. Awesome. <laughs> I screamed all last spring about get to run, Lee, out of get Deron Lee out of the Jets. At least he's an athlete. At least he's an athlete. Yeah, Deron Lee played the same role in the Super Bowl yesterday that I did. He wore a pair of sweatpants and watched it all unfold.
1: Um, I love this, actually. This is funny. Ragland hips. I could, I could hear oh, them. Oh,
0: Raglan. That's right.
1: I was watching his hips try to turn and function like a normal adult. It just dreadful. Absolutely dreadful.
0: I think the biggest moment he had yesterday was uh, I think he threw a solid bro hug on Damian Williams after Reggie Rangland realized he was going to win a Super Bowl ring because of Damian Williams. Um from at Diet, Mike with lime. Um cut Hubbard, don't play anybody at right tackle. That alone will improve the offensive line. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um yeah Adam P look, and this was, you know, Kyle Krabs mock draft today through the draft network. Um works to 10. It's it, it seems simple. It just keeps coming up more and more and more. Yeah, we're okay with that. A worse, I mean, whatever the name um, of the four, and it could, you know, if Josh Jones goes in and tests well, I mean, you know, it could be Josh Jones. Who the hell knows? But And for everybody trying to say, uh, you know, compare it to the Kansas City model, um, there was a time where Eric Fisher was the number one overall pick in the draft, and they paid a boatload for Mitchell Schwartz. So don't think our thinking here on wanting to address the tackle positions for Baker Mayfield is that far off here. Um, let's just see. Let's get past the ring here. Uh, got it. everybody who wants to bring up tackles in the free agent position. All I can say, guys, is show me where this normally happens. It doesn't even Houston, which, you know, went out and spent the farm to get Larimer, uh, Laramie Tunsil. They did it because they had to give up their draft as opposed to drafting for it. Why? Because they teeter around nine and seven, ten and six every year and they get themselves too far away from where you can get those tackles. And it just makes it tough. And it's, you can't just go get them off the streets like you can a cornerback because a team necessarily drafted two or three good guys over a three-year plan, and you can only pay one or two. Or wide receivers where it's the same type of scenario. Foundation and building an offensive line, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, the, the easiest way to do it, in the most productive, cost-efficient, and Pete probably analytically way to build your offensive line is to do it through the draft.
1: Well, I mean, you just look at it, you, you you look at what positions cost the most money, and you 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 know the same reason you you want to get a quarterback if you can um, in the draft because. Obviously, it costs a a certain amount of money to just have one. Um, So it's the same deal with tackle or pass rusher or corner or those type of things. Anything that costs a ton of money, you want to be able to lock them the draft because then you find yourself in a situation like the Browns have with Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, uh, where they're very cheap for an little run, and you can do things with that money. So offensive tackle is definitely in that group. Uh, it's an incredibly expensive position to buy on the open market, uh, an expensive position to trade for, as illustrated by Tunsil. Um, everything has built up for them doing this in the draft. There is no workaround. There is no band aid you can throw on this. They just did that for two years with Robinson and Hubbard, and that, I mean that's essentially what people are advocating for. Is this Chris Hubbard guy sucks? Where's the next Chris Hubbard we can sign and get in here? I mean that's where they're at so the answer is deal with it in the draft
0: well and that's the thing do you want to you know everybody says sign them in free agency so basically what you're saying is Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard will be what would I say Pete top three top five free agents if not higher at the left tackle position and at the right tackle position once they're on the open market this year
1: yeah I mean that's That's sort of where this thing's at right now is, is, you you know, those guys, those are the guys that get away in free agency. You you know, the the super high-priced guys tend to get franchise. Would you rather,
0: okay, so do you want to pay Nate Solder $10 million as opposed to whatever you were paying Greg Robinson this year? You're just wish-washing in guys that weren't good enough to get long-term franchise left tackle money from the teams that originally drafted them.
1: Shoulders making like fifteen.
0: I mean that's and he that's, ain't doing uh, nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean that's how expensive. I mean that's the thing is like part of the attraction with getting a guy like Trent Williams is because his eleven million dollar figure was was peanuts for how good he is. Uh, but uh, Greg Robinson was making as much as he was. Chris Hubbard is making as much as he was. Those positions are not cheap, I and mean, there's not you're not going to find them cheap.
0: Yeah, and like one of the suggestions I had thrown at me today. Oh no, 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 no! Just sign Jason Peters, who's thirty-eight, and Jack Conklin, who, if Tennessee doesn't want him, and this year they got to the AFC Championship through the strength of the running game, Jack Conklin's going to make what thirteen, fourteen million in the open market. Okay, so that's another one. Yeah, you're going like, to cut him. That,
1: how in the hell anyone thinks that's going to happen?
0: Yeah, that's no way. Because. Because a whole bunch of people are going to take Jack Conklin's money away from him. So would you rather have Miles Garrett or Baker or Mayfield or Jack Conklin, whatever's going to be your next defensive end, or whatever? This is the the money of it. And yeah, there's money left, but the reason there's money left on the cap is because it's going to get consumed in-house. No?
1: yeah i mean that, that's that's hundred percent right i mean that that's how this works it's it, who who who's getting the money that you're paying for what is likely to be substandard uh offensive tackle play and the answer in that case would be uh you, you know you might lose Shover. you might lose some of these other these other guys you really want to keep for the sake of having um, uh, you know a guy like uh, you know one of these tackles that you know, I don't think it's going to do enough for you. But, uh, yeah, I, I look, this is a, group, a very, very good offensive tackle draft. Um, I, 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 again, as much as people don't like how Dorsey got here, I do believe his approach was correct in targeting this draft to deal with the offensive tackle position. Now they have to actually do it. They're here. Do it the right way.
0: And look and you know, and one thing we kind of will give him credit for is it never really broke his way. Obviously, there were you know uh you know a, a couple of you know gambles, you know, whether it was Forbes or whatever, and the fact that they were so quick to go back and bring Greg Robinson back into the fold. remember the same day he was signed, Bashar Perriman was resigned, and that was the same day they traded for Odell Beckham uh I think they kind of opened their eyes to what was out there and said none of this is gonna break our way. And obviously the signing of Greg Robinson was your, you know, precursor to the fact that we're no longer gonna have a first round pick because we're going all in to give up this first round pick to get Odell in here somehow, somewhat. But the offensive tackle really John Dorsey's way. And that's one fair thing. But it also, you know, you just can't say, All right, well, we'll throw Desmond Harrison out of there, out there week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a rookie and you know, expect him to just, you know, swim, you know, five hundred miles off the coast of Florida in, you know, the ocean. Um, more coming here. We'll get to your mock draft as we will adhere to mock draft Monday. Um, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. Um, guys, you haven't checked it out. Um, if you got a Google home for Christmas, ask for Cleveland Browns news. Um, there's a one-minute hit. Um, there's a five-minute one, but during the offseason, they've been gracious enough to Limit it a little bit here if it's only three and a half, if it's four, but go ahead check those out as well. Those are more of that is just factual information. Um, you know, not opinion. Obviously the big show is ain't going nowhere here. It's certainly the uh you know, the straw that stirs the drink. But if you're looking for something different, go ahead check out the uh Google News hits hey, one minute, five minute, you got your Google home for Christmas, ask for Browns news, you get me right in your kitchen, and uh you better have a cold beer ready. We will fire up the mock draft simulator. I'm gonna drive through this. This is gonna be all Pete Smith. So when you hate it later or you love it later, make sure it's all Pete Smith. And we'll do the rounds, obviously. Um, no. Yeah. And we're going the full boat. I mean, I mean it's you know, it's like going out to eat, guys. You don't, you know, you I'm gonna do one or two rounds. Get the hell out of here with that. And away we go. And hopefully this isn't going to be one of these crazy ones where someone weird goes first. All right, for the most part here. And, folks, Isaiah Simmons went three. Um, Guys, he's not going to be there. Pete, the Browns are on the clock at 10. It leaves your best available Tristan Wirfs, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Sp- uh, Penza. Uh, he's interesting. Uh, Chasen from LSU. I mean, he's just a pup but you know, you're going to get really expensive at the address or position. Uh, Javon Kinlaw seems like one people want to talk about. Uh, let's see some testing numbers. Uh, you already have two starting defensive tackles. I'm not saying ignore it, but um, and then obviously Makai Becton, Andrew Thomas, uh, you start getting into cornerbacks, running backs, but Pete top, you know, top two, three, four overall tackle on a board. Uh, Seem to have broken pretty well Cleveland-wise. And this is the scenario we keep kicking is, you know, part of the draft is, you know, what fits your needs and what's available at your needs.
1: Uh, so I'll be curious to see how he tests, but also say Andrew Thomas. Um, the comparisons he's getting are too. I wondered one.
0: if he's getting like this, and this always happens after the senior bowl or during the senior bowl. Like these underclassmen kind of get like the – corner now because we're getting nothing from them and like senior bowl it almost seems and it's always this draft term i use pete it's get it gets graded twice like you can't count it twice oh so-and-so looked really great at at the senior bowl well that's fine but these underclassmen didn't get the opportunity it doesn't mean they ain't got skills
1: well i don't know if that really applies in this case because the top four tackles are all underclassmen um, but I do think Andrew Thomas is going to be a guy who gets, you know, th- 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 it was so accepted that he was great that there's an element of him where he's boring. Um, but again, it, yeah, athletic testing is going to mean a lot, but Bill Callahan coming from Washington um, may, it, it, if he believes he looks like uh, Trent Williams and that style, the 71 players,
0: he had. No, yeah. Formerly. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, I, I think Andrew Thomas is is fantastic um, as a player. He, he's a great run blocker, really good pass blocker. He is infinitely more polished than the other dude on that offensive line that's a tackle who's raw as hell. Andrew Thomas is, like, ready to plug and play right now, and he's 20.
0: Don't be picking on my guy. Don't be picking on my guy. But no, uh, yeah, for me, look, if you can get Andrew Thomas here, and for we've talked about for months, it's been Andrew Thomas, top talking on the class, top five pick, top five pick, top five pick. And all of a sudden you can get him at 10. Okay. It's, it's where it gets a little interesting, Pete. We Browns on the clock at 41. Best available. Uh JK Dobbins from Ohio State. I, I don't think he'll be there at 41 once he tests well. Um, uh, Pete, uh, North Carolina, Ross Blacklock, Jeff Gladney, Austin Jackson, KJ Hamler, KJ Hamler seems a little high in the draft network board. I like him. Um, Jalen Rager, Iuke, uh, Edwards Hilaire, Raquan Davis, Jake Fromm. Pete, is there something else you're looking for here? A name you're looking for? A positional group Uh, you're looking for? You want me to just go to offensive tackles? Let's sit in there and tackle. All right. We will fire up the tackle group for Mr. Smith. Austin Jackson, Lucas Neang, Pete's P- Boy, The Prince, Isaiah Wilson, Matthew Pert, uh, Barch, who seems to have skyrocketed. Yeah, um, those would be your best. I like him, but he's not that good. They carry uh, him to- with a late third-round grade. I don't think that's too terrible. I think he's a day three guy. Who who was after Barge? Uh Sadiq Charles, Trey Adams, uh Jack Driscoll, that whole crew. So what do they have uh the UConn tip ranked as? Matthew Purdy's seventy seven overall.
1: All right. So and Isaiah Wilson is what? Like sixty some?
0: Isaiah Wilson carries the nice ranking. Of 69 overall
1: all right what's uh what what receivers are sitting there i saw I, I heard i i heard the overrated and difficult to justify kj hamler is jalen rager sitting there
0: jalen rager number 44 overall available at 41 and you want to talk about what you need for these guys it's the blow it off the top guy
1: Take Jalen, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager um, is going to test out of his mind. Um, and the thing is, that he's one of those where I don't – I have a very difficult time with people ranking KJ Hammer over uh, Jalen Rager for the simple fact that Jalen Rager like four inches – two, two inches taller, I think, and about 20 pounds heavier, at least listed. And he's every bit as athletic. Um, Rager has some of the Corey Until we don't
0: because ha- he's going to be three to four. <laughs>
1: yep. Hamler's
0: like five to nine. All right. Brown's around uh, the clock again. That's 74. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, um, I don't think that dude carries much more weight than I do. All right. So we will go here now. uh, Just to bring it up for you here. Oh, he's, he, he is. He, he gives me a Percy Harvin-ish vibe. Uh, 74 overall. Still Matthew Perk. Still Mr. Barch, and obviously the tackles are there from Charles Adams, Hakeem Medeneji, and Jack Driscoll.
1: Uh, go ahead and take Kurt. Um, he's got some work to do, but he's got the skill set and the height and length you want in a tackle. And he does play hard. He just got to fix some stuff.
0: And that's what you brought Mr. Callahan in for, essentially, correct? And which brings yeah. us to 90. Best available first. You're talking Thaddeus Moss, uh, Fatou from Utah, Cameron Cancer, cornerback, obviously tackle position we're gone with, Khalid Kareem, uh, Bradley with an E, an I, Courtney Davis, uh, Leroy Murchison, Alex Highsmith. Good to see Alex Highsmith starting to get the uh, rise that he deserves. Or is there what a specific is, uh, positional group you would like to address, me? sir? Best available, Kevin Wallace from Clemson, Kyle Duggar. I know where we feel on this one. You know, Gilman from Ohio State, Richie Grant, Jeremy Chin, Justin Blackman, Jordan Fuller, J.R. Reed, Terrell Burgess. Yeah. Uh the, what's
1: uh at
0: Edge and Defensive Tackle? And we'll go to Edge real quick. Khalid Kareem, Bradley and I, Alex Smith, uh, Alex Highsmith. Anthony Jettings, uh, D-Tackle, de- t- uh, Fatou, Murchison, Strobridge, Jordan Elliott, Devon Hamilton, who seems to have finally gotten a rise here in these rankings.
1: Uh, Go ahead and take uh, Larell Murchison.
0: I knew where you <laughs> – I know you too well, bro. I know you way too well. <laughs> We'll roll on through here. He, we'll you he
1: may, have, he may be a really good fit for what they want to do, getting in another upfield penetrator.
0: Okay, that brings us to 105. So at 105, best available, Evan Weaver at a cow. Um, we're not going to discuss offensive tackle. Anthony Jennings at edge. Willa Keys from Michigan State. Booger McFarland. Oh, I hate oh. Anthony McFarland. Good God. I feel so bad for this kid because people are going to probably hate him just because of that. Um, Obviously, we're still done with the tackle game. Allen Robertson. Um, we went D tackle. You want to look at tight ends? Do you want to look at edge? I would
1: like to safety know it's sitting class. at tight end. I would like to know it's sitting at uh, safety. And I would like to know it is sitting there at uh, what was the other one? Shit. All right. Of Anyways,
0: tight ends. Get, we'll start with tight end. Pinkney, O'Grady. Um, I'll give you all the opportunity to pronounce the name from Missouri. Adam Troutman, still available. Harrison Bryant. Safety we go to. Gilman, still available. Grant Chin. Julian Blackman. Jordan Fuller. What other positions, sir? Linebacker. Linebacker. Evan Weaver. My dude from Purdue. Marcus Bailey. Kamal Martin, uh, Shaquille Quarterman, Woodward, Joe Batchy Jr., uh, linebacking crew. It, it seems like this linebacking group, it's like top 45, or it's like we'll talk to you after like 100 and change.
1: Um, I like Marcus Bailey, but the double knee surgery scares me. Um, go ahead and take Troutman.
0: Yeah, that one seems pretty easy at this point, point. and I'm assuming they might just be waiting for athletic testing over the draft network. Uh, so you know, now we go with the Jeopardy theme here, is obviously they go from 105 to much later. Um, and this is as we don't like to buy into the cliche stuff like the mock draft Monday because there were like five freaking million of them today. And you know, but I guess it's like you know, and everybody's you know got editors and stuff like that, and everybody you know pushes, oh, well, this would be really good right now. It just you know, we've always tried to zag when everybody else is zagging, but. Try to, you know, keep up with the uh, Joneses, so to speak. All right. We've gotten a tight end. We've gotten a D-tackle. We've gotten two tackles. All uh, right. I guess we'll give you your best available board here, sir. You're talking now safety position. Richie Grant, wide receiver. Uh, we went wide receiver. Jeremy Chin, obviously still available. Uh, most of this is safety. Uh, Justin Blackman, Jordan Fuller. Is there a positional group you would like to see, sir? What is sitting there at linebacker? Now we go to linebacker: Justin Strnad, Muhammad Barry, Francis Bernard, Michael Walker, T.J. Brunson, Willie Gay Jr., Del Harding, David Reese. What? Where where, where?
1: where do they have Strnad ranked?
0: Strinnard is 172 overall, which is pick 167 where we are at currently, sir. Uh
1: go ahead and take uh go ahead and take He's productive. He's injured, but yes, he's
0: um, um great last name by the way. I grew up with a girl in my town, Vanessa Strinnard. <laughs> Vanessa was the goods, folks. Which brings us here, this will be pick 221. Obviously, they have not factored into, and if anybody saw Matt Miller's mock draft today, Matt had all the comp picks figured into it. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I wasn't a fan of the draft, I'll be honest. It was certainly a meat and potatoes, beef stew type of draft. Uh, I need a little bit more than that. Close it out here. Pick 221 twenty will go to best available. And this is where it just shows you the strength of this wide receiver class this is usually all wide receivers. Um, first, actually, first name, best available Antonio Gib- uh, Gibson, um, do it all guy, out of Memphis, Casual uh, Limscomb, Kendall Coleman, uh, AJ Dillon. I like AJ Dillon, the player, but I think AJ Dillon, the player, is going to test badly. Victor from Ohio State, Austin Mack from Ohio State. Don't blame the messenger on this one, guys, here um aaron parker wide receiver uh travis gibson edge jeff thomas new and this is a weird one james lynch from baylor uh you know who played a you know what yes james lynch from baylor what do they have him right uh james lynch from baylor carries an overall ranking of 200 are you sure this is where i'm talking about some of the
1: You're sure there aren't two James Lynch's?
0: Um, no, this would be James Lynch. Um, unless there's two James Lynch's edge from Baylor. No, Pete. Oh, go ahead and take James Lynch. He's perfect. And James so Lynch who carries about 285 do. to 290. Oh, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with you. And this is where these sometimes happen where you get these. Um, Pete, uh, we're getting tight here on time. So, anything you got to close with, uh, guys, when I post the show, I'm going to post Pete's draft here and looking at my guy, Andrew Thomas, Jalen Regu, Matthew Pert, Lorel Murchison, Adam Troutman, Justin Shernaud, James Lynch. That would work. Pete, anything yeah. to get Out off of the chest here?
1: Obviously, safety becomes the big headache. That's such a big question mark. Uh, but yeah. Big strong fact,
0: dude. Sign Thank Harris, you, sign Yvonne Bell. Uh, maybe they value what's maybe currently in house. Who knows? Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, improving trenches first would probably be a little bit more important. And then maybe the safety play wouldn't be as affected. Um, make sure you're checking everything out at Browns BrownsMaven on Twitter. You find all the stuff posted over there. Si.com. If you're reading Brown stuff, obviously it's Pete and his team doing a fantastic job. Make sure you follow at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at On Browns. follow back account. DMs are always open. You guys know this. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. Got it. Now is where I can take a lot of what you guys would like to put it in the show and your opinion. We're going to do it. We'll find a way to beef up this mock draft Monday. Obviously, for us, with all that's been going on Browns-wise, with trying to fill out a staff and a GM and all, all this stuff, it's taking up a lot of the time here. Um, but we'll get to this stuff. This is what we love. We love draft time. Uh, so we'll get that all to you. Um, appreciate everybody along for being ride. January has been insane. February to this point is just off the charts. Um, appreciate you guys for all the support. Uh, for me, for Pete, thanks, everybody. This has been your daily delivery of all things to Offbound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.